still haven't watched it, by the way. I suck. You've I never suck. watched The Boys? Just the first it. episode with you. I suck. I know. Oh, my God. And I've even I even gave him my Amazon Prime login. <laughs> like, he has all the tools. That he... What the fuck is wrong you know, with you, man? I Speaking don't of, know. This episode is brought to you by Shank at Golf. Do you ever see a fellow competitor on the course that completely sucks, but they're always surrounded by beautiful women out there? Well, more than likely, they went to shankatgolf.com for their apparel needs. These guys offer extremely high-quality clothing, hats, beanies, bags, anything that will keep you looking sexy out on the course. Use code FOUL44 at checkout and receive 15% off your total order. Keep my eye on you out there and get to shankatgolf.com today. This episode of the Foul Language Podcast is brought to you by Blowout Cards. Guys, this card shop is incredible. If you're into trading cards, sports cards, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, garbage pale kids, it doesn't matter what you like. Check out blowoutcards.com for all of your trading card needs. This episode of the Foul Language Podcast is brought to you by Dubby Energy, the clean energy drink scientifically formulated to give you laser-like focus to tackle the day without jitters or a crash after. Use promo code FOUL44 at checkout, that's F-O-U-L-4-4, and receive a 10% discount off your total order. Cut out all that nasty motherfucking sugar and start drinking Dubby Energy today. Welcome back to the Foul Language Podcast. we got a fantastic episode coming up for you guys today. Joining me in the studio, the Foul Language Studio, that is, my ginger brother, Mr. Gage. What is up? How are you today, brother? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing fantastic. Back for another episode, the pride of D.C., the lawman, Mr. Matthew Chapman. What's going on, peoples? Brother, you haven't been on the show consistently now for a while. So tell us what's been going on. I know you've been busy as shit. We appreciate everything you do. We appreciate your time being on this show today. So catch everybody up. How's the world of the law office of MP Chat? It's fantastic, man. I, I say every single day, I love my job. I love what I do. I do what I love. I mean, that's just blessings upon blessings i'm happy to help out those that are in need and that's what i've been doing since the last time we talked man just been working away and doing absolutely anything i can to help out those in need well big saint patty's day weekend coming up uh we just got to make it through four and a half days and uh me and ashley are taking a trip up to dc to visit mr matthew for the saint patty's day gonna go drink some of that green beer (laughs) go look at a couple museums go have a damn good time oh yeah absolutely gage what's been going on with you you start back work this week are you excited for that i I wish that i wasn't starting back the day after we lost an hour of sleep but you know I'm, i'm excited to get back to it it's a pain in the ass Yes. They, they just need to, they really just need to leave it at one. Yeah, like, man, I woke one up this leave. morning and I thought like, you know, oh, I'm getting up kind of late. And I realized, oh no, I'm, I'm getting up pretty early. <laughs> right, yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> Something doesn't feel right. It's It's been, it's been, it's, I don't know. I, I don't enjoy the time change. I, I, I don't, it. it. It always, it makes things hard mm-hmm. on, on an unnecessary amount for a couple of days. I don't mind it whenever we gain an hour, but I do mind it when we lose an hour. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. I hate traveling back and forth between 
three different universes of time links. Like, why can't the magical time makers just say, okay, we're staying on this wave band for a little bit. It's mm-hmm. like it's like the show Loki. That's basically what we're living <laughs> <you guys> with. <laughs> That's a fantastic show, honestly. Speaking of shows, um, if you haven't caught up on The Last of Us, there are some spoiler alerts coming right now, so you may want to fast forward just a little bit if you're not caught up because... I know you're called up. I'm called up. Matthew's called yep. up. This show has been un- unreal. They're great. Unreal. Season finale is tonight. I'm, I can't wait, honestly. Um, yeah, by the time they're hearing this, it'll the, the first season will be over. So I'm just curious, how are they going to go forward? I know none of us have played the second game. Um, so I'm curious. I, I know a little bit about the story, kind of, from what I've, I've heard, but I haven't actually done like any gameplay research or anything into the second one. So I'm curious to see where it goes. I think it'll all depend on how they end this season because there's still some story to go. I mean, if you played the games, I think this is like the halfway point maybe because there's still quite a bit of story after the big event for tonight. Right. So, and I think there was even like a uh, an expansion on the first game before the second game came out, wasn't there, if I'm not mistaken? I, I believe so. So, I, I feel like there's still plenty of story to be told. Right, and maybe that's the way they go, Matthew. Maybe they they don't go the way that we're expecting it to. Uh, and maybe they, because you could get two full seasons out of one game. Easily. Right? Yeah, so. well, that's, that's what they did, actually, when they inserted uh... – Oh man, what was her name? Riley was that was that her friend's name? Like where they did the flashback episode in yes, the mall and everything. Yeah, well, that was actually that was I do know this, and I haven't played the game. That was a DLC that came out way later after. See, the yeah, see, I never played that because I was watching it with Ashley, and I was like, I don't know any of this. I yeah. was on the edge of my seat because I didn't know. I mean, I knew what was going to happen. But I didn't know how it was going to happen. So yeah, yeah. Every single second they were in that mall, I kept waiting for a fucking zombie to pop out and buy one. I'm, right. They're taking pictures in the photo book. Oh, here it comes. Yeah. So they're playing Mortal Kombat. Oh, here it comes. And it happened. Yeah, it happened at like the most least expecting time. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there. What? The? Yeah, it was crazy. It's been a fantastic I show, think, though. I think that, you know, I've heard from uh, the actor, uh, shoot, can't remember their name. Um, Anyways, the girl that was in Game of Thrones, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, I cannot remember the actor's name. They play Ellie. Yes, yes. Uh, she said, she came out and did an interview, and she said tonight's episode is going to del- divide a lot of people. So where do we go from here? Well, I, I think you can't you can't go the worst possible outcome after... He, get, he gives in, right? When he called her baby girl, I was like, oh, no way that just happened. I was like, are yeah. you serious? So I I hope they don't go that direction. I'm very excited to watch it. What do you think? Too. I, I thought it was hilarious whenever. Well, sorry, I'm getting off subject. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see where they go with it. Uh, one funny thing, though, is that, <laughs> that scene where they bring out the meat and he's like, what is that? Venison? <laughs> And uh, Ashley was the like, look. deer? I was like, no, nah, that's people. That's def- I, told, <laughs> that's- I told Ashley the same thing. I was like, that's definitely they, not deer. They about to eat that daddy. Yeah. What's going on? Dude, and, and the depiction of his character in the show from the game, he was way darker in the show. Yeah. Like, he was way more evil in the show. It was fantastic, though. I, I, I So far, this show has been as good for me personally, I, I say the best show that's came out since Breaking Bad has been The Boys. 
Um, I, I think Game of Thrones is fantastic. I think Breaking Bad is probably the best TV show of all time, or series shows, whatever you want to call it. The Boys is probably second for me, but I put this right there with, for me personally, and a lot of people are going to hate me for this and disagree, but it's on the same level as Game of Thrones for me. I would say it's probably the best show from a video game. Oh, of all time. It yeah. is the best video game to show adaptation of all time. Easily. Easily. And these guys, they they are talking about, you play Dead Space. They're mm-hmm. talking about a uh, the, the same company who put this show out, put it together, is doing a Dead Space show next. Dude, if they, if they do that right, I'll freaking shit myself. It is a, <laughs> yeah. That was the first game that legitimately creeped me out while yeah. I was playing it. Yeah, me too. I can, you're, the, you're the reason why because you got Alex to start playing yeah. it, and then he got me to start playing it. Have yeah, you it's... played those games, Matthew? I can't because I'm a wuss. <laughs> it puts you in a dark headspace. It does, man. It does. It does. No, so to to go on, uh, off, we'll stay on the, the topic of media. Um, we had a uh, week two of the movie club, Gage. It was yes, uh, your week, so take off with it. The Illusionist, man. I hope everybody got a chance to watch it. Uh, in my opinion, one of Edward Norton's best movies. It was great. Yeah, do you, how do you like that great. twist? It I don't, was, I don't want to give anything away for the ones that didn't watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Honestly, I, I did about three quarters of the way through it. I was like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. And then when it finally happened, I was like, that was great. It yeah. was. He, uh, yeah. He's the best magician of all time. And I, and I was telling you beforehand, uh, Norton actually did a bunch of uh, work with magicians too. Yeah, what was it you were telling me? Sleight of hand and stuff? Yeah, he worked with uh, two magicians, James Friedman, which is a British magician, and Ricky Jay, who was an American magician. So he could, uh, it was intensive training in sleight of hand and other stage magic techniques so they wouldn't have to use CGI to fake the uh, the magical illusion scene. That's cool. Something else interesting was one of three movies that came out in 2006 that involved magicians or uh, magic. Yeah, we were talking about... Yeah, um, here's what's funny. The other two was The Prestige, Yes, and the other one was The uh, the Scoop. Both of them had Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson in it. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's interesting. So it was a busy year for Hugh Jackman uh, yes. and Scarlett Johansson. Yes, it was. And uh, I, don't, I don't know that I would say they beat out uh, this movie, although The Prestige is a very close second. Prestige is good, but I honestly had not seen The Illusionist, you know, coming into this last week's episode, so... I, my rating, uh, you know how I do my ratings. Um, I'm going to give it an eight, two, eight, two. I, okay. I, I like, and I, you can't, you can't say enough about Rufus Sewell, man. What that guy, actor. he's fantastic. He well, is he's fantastic. a great villain. He does. He's always <laughs> a great bad guy. He's never played a role that I've seen where he's not a bastard, Same. you know, yeah. <laughs> just some, some bad dude. But yeah, it was, it was great. I, I hope everybody got to watch it. Cause that's all Giamatti. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. It was, um, I don't know. It was, it was, it was pretty wild that I didn't see it happening the way that it happened, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I'm 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 glad I watched it. it oh was, yeah, it was a very it's one of those movies that stays with you. Afterward, yeah, right. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Matthew, you haven't got to choose a movie club movie yet. Uh, first time back on the show in a while. Go ahead and take the reins and give us our movie club movie of the week for week number three. All right. So this one, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna break the. The mold, so to speak. We're gonna is is it possible to suggest a three part miniseries? 
Uh, I, I think we could do that. And each each part is it's forty five minutes, right? So forty five times three—that's about like a regular movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's it's okay. uh, less than a super long movie, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Avatar it's less was than three hours. You know, yeah, it, it's it's less than the Justice League. So what I'm going to recommend is everybody that's listening watch the HBO miniseries called Gunpowder. I just watched this. Uh, about two weeks ago and it is fantastic uh it is it is you've heard of it i've never heard of this oh it is uh produced directed and starring kit harrington from game of thrones oh wow okay yeah and it's uh he plays this guy named robert catesby which is fantastic because he is actually in real life a not a not a lineal descendant but a direct direct descendant of him in real life so he's playing his like great 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 grandfather in this movie which is really cool for those that don't know robert catesby uh, was the one that devised the plan to blow up the houses of parliament in king james the first in the 1600s so that's essentially what this movie is about it's about the plot to kill king james the first and all the houses of parliament with him during a time when um, Catholics were in power for about a thousand years in the 14th century, 15th century uh, England. And then all of a sudden the Protestants took over and then Catholics were persecuted. You couldn't practice anything like that. Uh, Priests were banned. It's graphic, dude. Like, it's brutal. Like, you see all the mid-century, you know, torture chambers and things like that that they wow. did. They, uh, any, any blood eagle wings going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, the anthrax, boy. The anthrax. Uh, uh, shoot. Uh, uh, not movie, but um, The music video? Music video. There we go. Yeah, yeah. man. It's, uh, it's brutal. Like, it shows any... It's... Uh, Kind of got that Game of Thrones vibe to it, if you know what I'm saying. Like family overthrows family, and it's it's three parts. Definitely suggest everyone take the time to watch it. It's brutal. It's gory. It's got a lot of action and a great story too. Okay, and what's it called again? Gunpowder. Gunpowder. Yeah, it's on it's on HBO, and it's it actually is really popular. It's one of those that you've passed through multiple times when you're looking at like the new stuff to watch and you don't realize that you've seen it but you've seen it i promise you okay oh, I'll we'll, check it out. absolutely 100 percent. we'll check that out that's that sounds what's your favorite period for a movie like your favorite time piece right you know you, you got the the, the victorian era mm-hmm. stuff like that like the era the illusionist was in the 1800s what's your favorite time that's tough man i mean it all depends on the movie you know i mean there's just there's so many good ones to choose from i mean you got great movies from every time period i love old ones i love like especially viking era or like in medieval times love that Uh, i would say probably renaissance is my least favorite era i could agree with that but you know future modern 80s love 80s honestly anything said 80s has got my attention (laughs) what's your favorite 80s movie Oh, that's, uh, I love the Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club, right yeah. here. It's hard to beat the Breakfast that's, Club. That's the best. It's just one. one of those feel-good movies. What about you, Matthew? What's your favorite '80s movie? Dang. Um, honestly, I've got to go Terminator One. Oh yeah, oh, that's a great one. I'm a huge, huge Terminator fan. Like 
the the first two I'm not gonna go on after you know after the original trilogy, but the first two are both of them are in my top ten favorite movies of all time, and I think the second one I think came out a, a few years later actually it was like seven or eight years later in like 1992 after that so. I personally think actually the second one's better than the first, but my favorite 80s movie is Terminator 1, and then my second favorite 80s movie is Rambo 2. Uh, yeah, Terminator Rambo. 1 was 84, Terminator 2 was uh, 91, so yeah, 91. That's not, too, not a whole lot different. That's crazy. Have you uh, have you all ever watched a movie uh, from the 80s with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper called They Live? Sounds really familiar. It's is that about, a zombie movie? It is a zombie movie. Yeah. But it, it's basically that uh, the government and all the wealthy people are all zombies. Uh, it, oh, it's, dude, there's some really cool like um, collectibles that come from that movie. Oh, that absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Thing is an 80s movie, too. The Thing. Oh, that's a fantastic dude, that movie. There were so many great movies. I mean, you got, what, Back to the Future, Gremlins, Roadhouse. Uh, was Point thing. Break an 80s movie or was that, that was early 90s? 90s? Yeah. Oh, Keanu Reeves. It's still a great movie. It's though. a good movie, but my God, it's so hard to watch Keanu Reeves act in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> It it's weird like, though. He's gotten way better as he's gotten older, but he's still not that great. He doesn't lean as hard into the Californian thing. Yeah, I was yeah. actually. I, I love Keanu Reeves. Oh, I, think I he's a too. great person. Absolutely. Love his movies yeah. too. The movies he picks are great movies. Yes, but I was actually making a little fun with uh, Ashley earlier. I was like, "Yeah, bro, okay." And she's like, "What are you talking about?" I was like. Keanu Reeves. She's like, "What are you talking about?" He's never talked like that. I'm like, "Watch any of his early movies, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure." Like, Come on, yeah. Like, where's the line at? Right? Where's the line from Point Break, Bill and Ted, John Wick? Like, where? Where is that line? You know what I'm saying? At some but, point, he decided to lay off the uh, the California accent. Thank yeah. God for that. Yeah. No, it it was fantastic. I, you gotta love old. Um, that crazy dude. What's his name? Uh, Utah. Give me two. Oh, that yeah. guy. You know what I'm talking about? There's a lot of great people in that movie. Their placements is, is one of my top movies, I think, as far as a, a sports movie. Oh, I mean, the replacements? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. I think top five. Yeah. Yeah. Though that's that that would be a good place to start right there. Let's do some rankings. Since we are a sports show, what is the top five oh, best man. sports movies of oh, all time? That, that's going to take some time. I got to think on that one. I mean, that is a tough one. Because you, you think sports, your mind almost goes to football. At least mine does. But you yeah, got mine boxing, does. You got right. baseball. <laughs> I mean, where does the, the Rocky and Creed movies rank? Right. Where does Angels in the Outfield go? I'm going to throw one in there that y'all probably don't see coming right off the bat at number five. Moneyball. Never Back Down. Oh, yeah. 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 That was one of the first uh, mixed martial arts movies. Yep. I love that movie, man. That movie is so good. You got to make him look like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> was the Southpaw movie with Jalen Hall in Man, I've good? only watched half of it. Yeah. I've never watched it all the way through. I, I was curious. And then you had, um, what was that one with Christian? Was it called The Fighter? Brothers? Yeah. With There's, Christian Bale? Oh, dude, that one was there good. Was, that yeah. that yeah. actually is a true story for those that don't know. Is it really? I didn't know yeah. that. Yep. That's interesting. There was The Fighter, and then there was the one with the... Uh, uh, oh shit, what's his name? The Warrior, Warrior, right? The oh Warrior. yes, yes, yeah. that was a great movie. That was a great. And then you've got, I mean, that's still considered sports. You've got an all-time great with TC, Mister Cruz, in Days of Thunder. I think honestly, you're if you're gonna do it, you really have to separate them by sports. I don't think, yeah, because they're just different. You know, there's there's a, a different feel 
to a boxing movie as opposed to a foot. Now you could maybe lo- you could maybe put together boxing and MMA. Although I still feel like there's enough of both of those movies to kind of make it its own thing. Yeah, you, but you can't compare boxing and to racing football, or, to football, or football and because boxing. Yeah. Football is a team movie, right? You got right. all these guys coming together to do this. Yeah, there's usually a main character like Keanu Reeves and their placements, but they're all coming together to do something. Right. Whereas, you know, a movie like about boxing or May is an individual or a racing movie, you know. I feel like you can't really lump those together. Yeah, I agree. Way. Well, let's 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 gather this information and let's get back next week with our top five fighting movies of all time. That's where we're going to start. Okay. And I'm going to ask you a question. All right. In your opinion, right now, who is your favorite action star movie actor? Currently? Currently. My current favorite action star? Mm-hmm. Like you see him and you're just like, this movie's going to be good. I like this. Honestly, honestly, right now, it's... Um, Everything and I, it's funny we're talking about fighting movies, but everything Michael B. Jordan does anymore is Great fantastic. Actor. It's fantastic. Um, I don't know. That's a tough one. Who's yours? I'm gonna throw one out that probably people don't. Even, you know, he's not a super popular one, but Frank Grillo. The name is slipping my mind. Give, uh, give me he, all right. So in the MCU, he plays a. Uh, uh, I can't think of it. Uh, Taskmaster. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, he he's very good. He, he is was very in, uh, good. The Kingdom or whatever. The yes, one, uh, MMA show. Did you ever watch that? I don't think I did. I had one of the Jonas Brothers in it. Okay, no, really I never, good I've show. Never seen Highly that. recommend. It. Well, for two seasons. I tell you, another great sports show, Matthew, is Ballers. Did you ever watch Ballers? Yes. No, I've, the Rock. I've never seen the Ballers before with the Rock. Dude, it's it's on HBO Max. You got to watch it. It's fantastic. All conversations it, lead back to the Rock. Yeah, literally <laughs> everything we talk about somehow comes back to Dwayne the Rock Johnson on this. Well, show. He's done every he's done everything except run for president at this point. I mean, it's coming, and he has a like show. Well, he said he's not going to, but I think after. He gets done raising his kids, he might. Yeah. Now, I think it's like Superman for Seinfeld and for the Foul Language podcast. Yeah, it's the Rock. It is. It, they will be mentioned once in every At episode. least once. Yeah. <laughs> At least. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, well, I was like, we didn't ask it, Matthew. Well, who's your favorite that's action what I was star? About to ask. Yeah. Favorite current action star? Favorite current action star? I. I gotta say Pedro Pascal. Honestly, Pedro Pascal like, is fantastic. I can't get enough of him. Like I just watched the um the first we feet hot ones episode with him in it. Y'all I just watch watched that. that this morning too. Yeah, it was hilarious. So he's yeah. hilarious, man. He's, he's such a down like, to earth guy. He really yeah, is. Yeah, that's that's what I love is he's just like down to earth. And at the end of that episode, it's kind of an outtake. I don't think they knew like that it would be part of the show, but he was like, I'm so thankful that the people always wanted to represent forever finally think i'm cool <laughs> you know he's just like a down-to-earth person and i love him and he's best friends with uh, what, uh what's his name the guy played apocalypse uh oscar isaacs oh is he really yeah i think they were roommates at some point or something okay because i watched some uh you know those uh youtube videos where they look up google questions and whatnot yeah they both did one and apparently they're really good friends I would like to bring up a name that doesn't get talked about enough, in my opinion, because um, he's been in so much good stuff, and he's always a, a very important character. It's Carl Urban. Yes, Billy oh, Butcher. Yeah. He was in. Uh, he was in Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been in so much stuff. You don't realize he's. Fantastic. He's in Man of Steel. Yeah, like Man not of Steel. a lot of people know that <laughs> either. He was in. Uh, 
Ah, shit. The MCU. Yeah, he's uh, in the Thor movie. What was it? The Ragnarok. He was, wasn't he? I see. I forgot about that one. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. That would that one that one would be one of my favorite current action stars. Oh, I'm curious to see where we talk about the boys for. Yeah, he was. Yeah. he was in Star Trek. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, he's uh he's very good. He's very good. I I'm curious to see uh, talking about the boys for a second. What um. Oh man, and now I just lost his name. Still haven't watched it, by the way. I suck. You've I never suck. watched The Boys? Such a just the show. first episode with you. I suck. I know. Oh my god! And I've even I even gave him my Amazon Prime login. <laughs> like he has all the tools I that. He... What the fuck is wrong you know, with you, man? I Speaking don't of, uh... know. It's Speaking one of those of... things where it's like, see, I was the exact same way with Breaking Bad. Everyone tells me to watch. I won't watch it, but as soon as like the hype dies down, I'm like, all right, I'm watching it. And I did that with Breaking Back, and I binged it, dude. Like I did not stop the entire way through. And I think as far as show endings go, you know, everyone says, well, the, the ending of that show sucked. The ending of Game of Thrones sucked. I think the ending of Breaking Bad, personally for me, was fantastic. Like it was about perfect, honestly. I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, how else would you want the story to end? He can't get away with it, right? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it had to end the way that it ended. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think I'm. I know I'm going off on a Breaking Bad tangent here, but I, there is one scene in the very last episode or the next to last episode, the phone call that he has with Skyler, where he's like setting it up to where. He's the bad guy. Let Skylar go free. And he, you know, he's the one that has their daughter. He's the evil man and everything. I think that is one of the most well acted portions in cinema, TV, movie shows ever. Like that one phone call. Do y'all, do y'all know what I'm talking about? Like that, that moment in the episode. Where yeah, the FBI it's been years since I watched it. Where he, where he, where he, uh, he tells her that he is the the darkness or whatever. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like that that one scene where he's yes. like, where well, there's two scenes actually. Now that we're talking about, it. he's like, I'm. You think that I'm scared? He's like, No, Skylar, I'm the one that knocks. You yes, know? That's, that's sort of that's that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. all of this coming from the guy that played the dad, Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Come on. Now, talk, we, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but talk about range. Oh, yeah. It's insane. And have you seen the, uh, the was it alternating or just a, a spoof, whatever it was, where he uh, he wakes up and he's the dad from Malcolm in the Middle and all the. Yes, the I, I finally seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> seen that on uh, Facebook the other day. I know uh, somebody that you're a huge fan of. Uh, while we're talking about the boys too, is Jensen Ackles. Oh yeah, great, another great actor, fantastic actor. Yeah, the Supernatural, one of my top favorite shows of yeah, all time. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's get off. Let's get off the uh, movie and TV for a second. Let's talk about some video games. You've been you've been playing hey. Hogwarts still. I'll be honest, man. Uh, my wife broke her leg about two weeks ago, and it's been. It's if it's not schoolwork, it's uh, it's it's being Mr. Mom. So yeah, it's, I understand. It that. has been a crazy past couple of weeks. I understand. So what she, about you? she broke her leg, and you yeah. have a dislocated shoulder. Yeah, yeah. And uh, on so top of that, yeah. let's see here. You're like one person at this point. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not even done. My uh, my second oldest, she had a possible stress fracture on her leg. Uh, same opposite bone as my wife. My wife uh, broke the, I think it was the inside leg bone like was that i can't remember what it's called tibia. yeah and then uh lethia had a uh, possible stretch tibia. fracture on the, on the fibia wow and uh then my oldest astray just got her thumb out of a uh stint because she had she broke her thumb 
down the middle, by the way. Like, I remember. Yeah. I tell you about that. That had to hurt, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So we're uh, we're just you know falling apart. And, well, you know the, the the foul language community is here to pick you up when you are down, Gage. <laughs> much, much you know, like Joe very does, gently, or else everything fat. will break. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't break. I just dislocate. <laughs> Matthew, you've been uh, you've been you've been playing Tomb Raider, haven't you? You've been telling me about that game. Oh my gosh, man, it's fantastic! They, so, for those that don't know, I am I feel like everyone else on this show is like movie and show connoisseurs, and I'm connoisseur. So, like the little things in video games, like I I appreciate that. And the thing that I really appreciate about the Tomb Raider series, uh, for those that don't know, I'm playing. Not the old, old, old ones, but I'm playing, I guess technically it would be the first in the trilogy of the new series that came out. This one released in 2013, and then they remastered it in 2018. That's the one I'm playing. It's also in the Rise of Tomb Raider and uh, Shadow of Tomb Raider series. Anyways, the little things, dude, like, like you walk down a corridor in a cave and like Laura realizes that there's like a crevice there and she'll like touch it when... It's like the character I'm playing feels like alive. Like the attention to detail and the immersion in that game is it's unparalleled in my opinion. And there's there's a perfect scene in that game, uh, in in the one of the opening missions where she's you know she's wanting to go on her first adventure and everything, and she doesn't realize the big bad world that's out there, and she gets captured, and she hasn't killed anybody, and the guy's getting ready to like you know take advantage of her, for lack of a better word. And she takes his gun, and it's in, like, a scene, but it's one of those cut scenes where you pull the right trigger to shoot, and you shoot the dude in the face. And the blood gets all over Laura, and she screams, and it's just, like, her first kill, and it's like, this little girl just became a fucking woman in front of me. Like, and I'm playing this game, and it was just, it's fantastic. I highly recommend that everyone go play that game, dude. It's so good. It's a great game. I have actually played that game. And uh, can I just say, they did such a great job building her personality off of so little to work with. Because you look at the original Tomb Raider games, there was, I mean, Laura Croft was just the character you played. There was no, right. like, you know, personality behind her. And they did such a right. good job building a story for her. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying is, like, the character development that they did up until the point of where she, you know, flit, she, like, flicks the switch and turns on badass mode. Like, the building that they did up until that point, the only other game that I can think of that I've played that you're now playing, actually, is Red Dead, where they did that with a character with Arthur Morgan, who I think might be my favorite video game character of all time. Yeah, so I'm I'm kind of like you said a minute ago, the way you are with uh, TV shows, everything that's popular, I'm like, nah, fuck that, I don't give a shit about it, and here I am, it's like five years later, and I am completely addicted to to red dead too i agree with you arthur morgan that character is so complex but at the same time he's so simple you know what i'm saying yeah. like it doesn't take anything for for arthur morgan to get anything done whether it's good or bad you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i i and i'm only 10 what i tell you this morning matthew nine ten percent of the way completed with the game Just and i've wait. been playing for hours so Just wait. I'm so excited to, to, to see where it ends. Yeah. I'm, it's, I'm, 
So I played the first one when it came out back in we were in we were in high school. We were like early high school when Red Dead One came out, and your main character was John Marston. And I remember that because I know how that game ends. I remember them coming out with this one, and I was like, "There is no character in this universe that's going to be John Marston. He's one of my favorites of all time." And then they create Arthur Morgan, and I was just <laughs> like, "What the heck!" Like. It was just fantastic to me that they took a character I loved and then they beat him out with a character I loved even more. Like, that's the one time I think I can ever say that in a video game series. So, I, I'm going to be honest. The 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 part of the video game that has blown my mind the most so far is the mission where you go hunt the big ass thousand pound bear oh yeah and it ends Love up attacking you that i was my heart was racing mm, ready that was so much fun that was one Did thing i loved you? about the first one was hunting down the uh, the mythical creatures yeah with chupacabra yeah. and stuff legendary did yes. you funny moment um so i assume you you beat that mission right before i say anything oh yeah oh yeah i've okay. already sold that that, that bitch so, the the first time i played that my game glitched and I shot the bear, and he froze when I shot the bear. Like the, bear <laughs> the bear froze, so it looked like he was like like a like he's getting ready to attack me, and he froze in midair when I shot it. And I was like, uh, "Is this like the legendary part?" Like <laughs> freeze frame. That's funny. That's funny. Well, fellas, let's get to a quick break, and then let's get back with some sports talk. There is so much going on in the sports world. We don't want to waste any time that we don't have to because there is a lot going on. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. Bye. (laughs) So have y'all seen about this alien situation that's going on with this uh, mothership supposedly in our galaxy? Yeah, I mean, this is, that was the actual director of the Pentagon's, uh, what was it, All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office? Say it ten times fast. Yeah, I can't. I can't even <laughs> say it one time, honestly. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah it's, I mean, it's not even like fringe theory. This is legit news. This was on, like, NBC's nightly news. It's with, on Military Times right now. Yeah, it's... Oh. Very, very interesting as to why, like, why, why is it all of a sudden normal? And it was a, it was in a research report co-authored by the chairman of Harvard University's astronomy department. So, I mean, these are like, you know, legit credentials here saying that there's a mothership in our galaxy that's going to send a probe to Earth. It's very, very, I mean, what, what, what are they saying that we're supposed to do? Is there any... Any talk about what? No, and they're all, they're actually saying that this is uh, the first uh, time that they think an alien basically was in our solar system was in October 2017. That was the earliest? Yeah, they said that, uh, he said, uh, here, okay, Loeb, the guy from Harvard, gained notoriety when he proposed our solar system had been traversed by its first extrasolar visitor in October 2017, at that time, the Pan-STARRS telescope in Hawaii detected an object moving at a speed that caused some scientists to suggest they originated outside our system. The object's orbit also hinted at other forces besides the sun gravitational pull influencing its movement. Wow. Hmm. That's very interesting. So do you think if they probe, like, are they going to, do, the, do they still do the, the, well, for sure, the, the butt thing? Yeah, for sure. God, I hope so. I really hope. I so. think I'm. I'm thinking everybody on Earth is getting one, right? I hope. 
I fucking better be getting one. You think they'll, they'll reuse the same probe, or is everybody get their own? Oh no, I, I would imagine it's probably the same. They probably can't. Yeah, you know, it probably takes some of kind probe. of specific material yeah. to do. You know, and they probably don't have an overabundance of it. So yeah, everybody's probably getting probed yeah. on the same probe. Probably going to our sewer system just. Yeah. Over and Well, no, I, I, yeah, probably that would that would make sense. <laughs> you know, that's that. Honestly, all jokes aside, like, what if this? Like, what if it actually happens? And and why why would how is it? Because the mind blowing thing for me is within months we went from the majority of the population still denying the even possibility of aliens to everybody's just like, yeah, there's a fucking mother ship over there. Like, what are we going to do? And that's the thing. I feel almost like the government is becoming more transparent because maybe they already know that there's a, a visit or something that's supposed to be coming, you know? Because if you are the government, and you've probably known about this for years anyway, right? right? I mean, I think that anybody that believes in aliens probably believes the government already knew about it. So if you know that there are aliens planning on making contact, maybe in a way that you can't hide it, I feel like the best thing to do would be to go ahead and start easing the public into it, right? So it's not such a shock on the system and causes havoc. Like basically start, oh, they might be real. They might, they might be real. Okay, they are real. Just ease them into it. And then when that actually happens, it's not such a hard thing to handle maybe i don't know the, the scary thought for me matthew would be that you know if and, and i i don't i want to kind of step on eggshells when i'm saying this because i don't mean anything or anybody specifically but you know a lot of religions if that happens well i feel like there will be kind of chaos within specific religions none that i know of specifically but you know a lot of that's going to come down to that and religion and war kind of tie right in together don't you think so it's kind of a a a scarier thought than just yeah there's aliens here that's cool absolutely it's cool but what about when you get down to the brass tacks of it like what is going to be the outcome of this if this happens well you know from a religious standpoint you gotta think nowhere in the bible does it say that god only made earth right, right absolutely but so, a lot you know as well oh, as i, I do a lot of people believe that but I, I believe that from a religious standpoint you know just because and even if they do come here and they don't worship the same god that we do doesn't mean that it's not the same god under a different name but that's getting into a whole right uh, yeah. so, a whole different subject but yeah I think i'm not even talking about no, yeah. alien religion i'm talking about what will human and human happen mm-hmm. because we're I'm sorry, but the majority of the population is not going to t- take that mm-hmm. easily, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. right. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, I, so what you're saying is, I think just to kind of reinforce what you're saying, you're not saying anything or anyone in particular. You're given like a generalized statement of what implications will this have right. on whatever topic you want to talk about like right and, it, and it's not just matter. one one specifically right. it yeah, can be anything, all of them yeah anything everyone everywhere like this it doesn't matter this has like giant implications right. Absolutely. On so many different things that people probably aren't even taking into account yet because we're just saying holy shit aliens and we right. haven't we haven't <laughs> we haven't taken into account what what does that actually mean like what what does it 
like uh, purport and what is it going to change from our like daily atmosphere, I guess is the word I'm looking for. And I, I hate to, well, I don't really hate to, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's the same thing with like COVID, right? Like the world changed after that. Absolutely. Right? I think we can all agree that no matter your thoughts or beliefs or anything on that, the world changed. Mm-hmm. So this is this, a second uh, reckoning, so to speak, of the world changing again? I think so. Well, and you know, the thing is, is a lot, a lot of people I feel like are worried that, all right, we've got an advanced civilization that can reach us. So, you know, historically with humans, an advanced civilization comes in contact with a less advanced civilization, the advanced civilization wipes them out, right? But that's putting human behavior to something we have no knowledge about, right? So, Another way to look at it is the current way we are going, we're going to destroy ourselves or our planet eventually, right? I mean, I don't think there's any doubt about that. No question. We've been marching toward nuking ourselves, you know, since it was invented. And it's it it was 70 degrees in February. Yeah, and, you know, and there's, you look at the melting of the permafrost, I'm sorry for all the people that don't think climate change is real, but it is real, you know, regardless of whether you want to put your head in the sand about it, and I hate that that offends somebody, but... It is a real thing. One hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, yes, climate change does happen naturally, but we have sped it up exponentially because you can't keep polluting. I mean, look at China, look at the the other rivers and shit in China. I mean, we are destroying all. Even even forget climate change altogether. The fact is, the Earth has a finite amount of resources, and every year, our population grows. We cut down forests. We put more houses up. Even if you forget that there's any pollution and we're doing anything in the atmosphere, eventually you will run out of resources. Absolutely. It's going to happen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So if we keep all that in mind, maybe if we come in contact with these other life forms and they don't try to kill us, it could be a way for us to survive, right? Maybe they would. Maybe we would stop attacking ourselves so much. Maybe they could teach us how to go to other planets i mean you know, who knows maybe this is the the you know the next step for us who knows no, there's there's a really good gojira song about this that, that it that i keep thinking of uh what's it called stanley lost lost world another world. another world another world <laughs> yeah where we just we destroy what we have here and the human race is just like uh well let's just go to another world enjoy <laughs> that one the simple fact of the matter is, though, is maybe this is a good thing. Maybe maybe they can help us figure out how to inhabit another planet. Mm-hmm. If that is the next step in the evolution that is society and, and, and human beings as a whole, if that's what it is. Because when we get to the point where the Earth can't have us here anymore, it doesn't matter what we're going to do or what we can and can't do, what we already done, what we might do, because when we can't be here anymore, we're not going to be here anymore. No, and right. that's just the way that it is. Yeah. And you know, all the uh, the great minds of our you know generation, you, I mean, you got Elon Musk, you've got uh, Stephen Hawking. I mean, all the, the big minds are like, hey, you know, we need to, to get off this planet. This planet can't will not hold us forever. You know? I mean, we're and we're approaching that point. Maybe not, probably not in our lifetime. Yeah. Maybe not even in a hundred years or two hundred years. But eventually, we will reach that point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I believe um, 
the Carolina Panthers have reached that point. <laughs> I believe the Carolina Panthers have said we are we are betting the bank <laughs> on a, on a quarterback. That's, is, that's for damn sure. This is the last. This is the last opportunity. If it don't work for for David Tapper now, he's going to get carried <laughs> off to another planet somewhere. The and question have, is, what quarterback are we going to go for? Well, I I think and if if you if, just get right into it here. Uh, I think it's got to be C.J. Stroud. I think there's no question about it. C.J. Stroud, you heard us talk about it last week. Will Levis and C.J. Stroud are the two best NFL-ready quarterbacks, people you can put in and start right now. And Alex disagreed with me. Matthew, I don't know if you got to listen to it, um, but, you know, New Carolina fan here with Gage, I personally believe not so much now that they <laughs> traded DJ Moore. Why Why trade up to draft a quarterback when you're going to trade your best wide receiver away? Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. But they have the pieces, the majority of the pieces. Yeah. I, 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 all right, I'm going against the grain here, okay? Um, I think Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young are all going to be busts this year. That's That's my personal opinion. I don't think it. I think the best one coming out of this class is going to be uh, Will uh, Levis. Is that how you pronounce his last name? From yeah, Will Levis. He's, he's going to be the best one. As far as I know that there's a lot of people that think he's cocky, arrogant. Um, they just don't like him personally. But I think size and strength, he is the best NFL quarterback coming out of this class. I, I think the problem – um, and if Carolina, if if this is the way Carolina decides to go with it, it's a huge mistake in my opinion. They're going Anthony Richardson, dude. And and there's a difference, Matthew. You know this. There is a difference between NFL caliber talent and just being an absolute freak of an athlete, like Anthony Richardson is. He Anthony is, Richardson's a freak of an athlete. He's like, arguably. You can, yeah, he's Cam Newton uh, all over again, and but I better, really, but better. Yeah, we've already had that. Cam Newton in Carolina. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I don't know. I, I think if they gave up so much of their future, man, they gave up first, two first, two seconds. DJ Moore was that it? No, I, they gave up. Uh, well, first round the, trade for next year, yeah. first round pick for next year, second round pick. Yeah, and, it was a first and a second this year and DJ Moore a first and a second next year, right? It's a lot. It's Gave insane. Up a lot. It's insane. I, I I don't get it. I don't get it, but we're going to get all around to the football here in a second. So before we get into too much of the sports talk, Gage, we had some fights last night. Let's get into sparring with Gage. Yes, sir. So uh, last night, well, for, let's start off with be professional, guys, and make your damn weight, right? We had two fighters miss weight, and uh, one, one of them uh, actually got the fight canceled because he missed weight by so much. How much? Eight pounds. Oh, my it was God. A featherweight oh my fight. God. It was a featherweight fight, and he was one pound under the lightweight limit. That's insane. Enough. It was uh, Ramos, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Ramos missed weight in his fight against Austin Lingo, and the fight was canceled because it was so much. That's insane. Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, be professional, guys. Just do your job. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the other one uh, was Jared Gooden, who missed weight by six pounds, I believe. Jeez. Which is still outrageous. Yeah. I mean, it's not as bad as eight, but it's, it's only two pounds different. It's, 
It's it's ridiculous. And they all had a one pound allowance as well, by the way. Really? Yeah. So I say eight pounds, but he was nine pounds over the actual, you know, weight limit. So wow. Yeah. I, I mean, is it harder for smaller guys to be so fluctuating with their weight, do you think? Probably, but, you know, you're a professional fighter. It's your job. Right. And, you know, just because it's hard doesn't mean you shouldn't do well, it. Well, he's had how long now? Exactly. Six weeks at least. I mean, I understand making weight's not easy, but it's part of your job. Right. You know, if you choose to fight in that weight class, you make the weight. If you need to move up a weight class, move up. But don't, you know, that, and that goes back to fighters fighting outside the natural weights. But, you know, we've already had the discussion. But, anyway, let's get into it. So, we had the first fight with uh, Vitor Petrino versus Anton uh, Turkov. Turkalosh, Turkalosh. I, I couldn't pronounce this name earlier, but either way, great fight, uh, back and forth, dude. Vitor coming into it, eight and zero Brazilian. It was his debut fight. Uh, dude looked good. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot he needs to uh, to fix. Uh, they like heavyweights, but he was big. I mean, talk about manhandling Anton. But Anton, that dude was scrappy, but he was just, I don't know, he was a little bit taller than Vitor. Vitor was just so jacked. I mean, he would literally just grab him and fling him to the ground. Right. They were on the ground doing transitions. Uh, Petrino could just spin out of about anything. But it was a back-and-forth fight. Great performance from both fighters. Uh, Vitor took the decision win after three rounds. But, I mean, it was a very close fight. Very good fight. I think both of them are great fighters. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch uh, this fight night. Super busy last night. But I know you said they were all pretty good fights. A lot of fence grabs on that first fight, too. Ref had to keep on calling both of them for it. Uh, But I will say, at one point, Anton used the fence to get himself out of a bad position. And I think that the ref should have reset it. Because Vitor had him flattened out. And Anton actually reached over, grabbed the fence, and pulled himself up. And then was able to get out. Uh, from under him and get standing up again, which is where he wanted to be. But yeah, but you could tell Petrino wasn't super comfortable uh, against the cage. He kept his body very squared, uh, chest to chest, wasn't trying to drop down as much. And the takedowns he did get, a lot of them were just like body locks and flinging them. Like I said, just a super strong dude. And dude was punching with bad intentions. Really? And his cardio was impressive. I mean, you got to think this dude's fighting super tense, throwing haymakers every time they exchange. And flinging this guy to the ground, and still had enough energy in his gas, or you know, enough juice in the gas tank by the third round to still keep doing it. I mean, the guy, if he gets more technical and relaxed, has got a big future, I think, in the light heavyweight division, especially with the uh, Jones being gone. So, okay. okay. Uh, next fight up was uh, Mario Batista versus Guido Canetti. Uh, Batista won by submission round one. I just want to say, uh, before we get too far into that that uh, Kennedy is 43 years old. Wow. Fighting in the Bantamweight division. That's a fantastic name, too. <laughs> Guido Kennedy. It was. It was a very good fight. Uh, ended kind of quick, but, I mean, they were taking each other down. Uh, Kennedy, honestly, I thought at one point was going to pull it off. Uh, went for a few submissions. Looked like he got in there pretty tight. But uh, Mario, if I recall, landed in a uh, uh, triangle choke. But, I mean, it was just a, a great fight. Back and forth. For the, for the whole three minutes of it. It was a very fast-paced yeah. fight. Uh, next up was Saeed Nurm- uh, Nurmagomedov. Nurm- thank you. I always have trouble <laughs> with that one. Against uh, Jonathan Martinez. Great fight. Uh, Saeed looked very good. Uh, fast, long. You know, Usually Martinez comes in a lot faster than everybody else, but 
not so much against Saeed, but I mean, he was just – it was a scrappy fight. Honestly, it could have went either way, but it was a, overall just a banger. I yeah. mean, they were they were throwing. I mean, it was great. great yeah, I, I've watched Saeed fight before, and he is very exciting. Oh, yeah. Like, he, he's not the wrestler like you usually get from uh, Dagestan. Right. You know, he, he does not mind at all throwing in uh, some punches. Right. And his stand-up, man, like, very slick. Uh, the way he would throw in a lot of spinning kicks and stuff, very slick, just – Martinez had a ton of heart. Yeah. And it made some good adjustments, had a good corner. Uh, next up was Krala versus Span. The re- or rescheduled rematch, supposedly. I uh, just want to say this might, might have been the most dynamic round I've ever seen out of a, uh, a heavier weight class. This was a catchweight at 215. They. We're going at it. And I'm not talking about stand-up. I'm talking about takedowns, transitions, submission attempts, both of them. Slick transitions. I mean, it was just a – it was a pleasure to watch, honestly. But uh, Krylov ended up catching a uh, span of submission. Actually, this might have been the triangle choke. But either way, yeah, this is the triangle choke. But it was just great. Great, great fight uh, for the whole round that lasted. <laughs> well, I was super excited to watch this fight two weeks ago when uh, Nikita Krylov got sick. Remember, they had to cancel yeah. the fight. So – at the time, I was taking Ryan Span because Ryan Span's knockout pat, like his his knockout capability is. He about caught crawl a few times. Did he? He's know. vicious too, man. He he throws some vicious blows, but so so Krelov ended up winning yeah, by submission. Yeah, the, uh, the audience was definitely on Span's uh, side, though they were chanting "America, America." Uh, Unfortunately, right before he got caught in the triangle choke, uh, <laughs> it, was, yeah, it, it was honestly, like I said, it, it's a good thing it ended when it did because I had it went to the second round. I don't think either of them would have had anything in the gas tank. Yeah, but I mean, you want to talk about just a fast-paced fight? All these, a lot of these fights. That was the theme of the night was fast-paced, which we'll get to that in the main event. But uh, next up was a heavyweight fight: Alexander Volkov versus Alexander Romanov. Now Romanov uh, was a a little bit heavier dude. Uh, the grappler, uh, Volkov is 6'7". Uh, is and really? a striker, yeah. Wow. Big old big old skinny guy. But uh, Volkov, man, he handled his business. He stopped Romanov's takedown, was landing good shots, ended up getting on his back and just landing shots until the, the ref stopped it. I don't know exactly what happened with Romanov. This was his second uh, loss. Apparently, according to what, from what the commentators were saying, He's, he didn't look the same after his uh, his last loss. I don't know if something got in his head or what it was, but gotcha. but he did he did not look aggressive at all. Uh, it was like once Volkov stopped that takedown, which is as soon as the fight started, he went for the takedown. Volkov stopped it, and it was like after he stopped that takedown, he was already winded, honestly. Right. But, I mean, Volkov looked good. Uh, I think he's ranked eighth right now in the heavyweight division or okay. something like that. So he uh, definitely enforced the heavyweight division, although – we are now looking at a heavyweight division with John Jones as your champion. Don't know that he's good enough to beat yeah. that, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, we're talking about a dude who's six seven with a lot of range. So, and you said he's a striker, so I mean, he's yeah. obviously got the power. Oh yeah, you know, uh, skinny looking for a heavyweight too, and he's athletic looking. Yeah, uh, is he pretty? Is he pretty fat, pretty quick on his feet? And yeah, everything? he looked good. So. He looked good. He's got. I mean, you didn't get to see a whole lot of his striking because, like I said, Romanov closed the distance, went for the takedown, got stopped, and then. After that, Volkov just kind of handled business on the ground. Really. Gotcha. Uh, and then we got to our main event. Peter Yan versus Mirab Dubashvili. I'm sorry we're butchering some of these names. They are difficult. But uh, I'm just going to call him Mirab. 
Mayor Mayor uh, the, the man from uh, Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> he's a go. Georgian, uh, but not not a United States Georgia. <laughs> anyway, uh, wow, dude, nickname is the machine for a reason. Yeah, this dude put on a pace I've never seen in my life for five rounds, twenty five minutes, constantly. Uh, actually has the new record for most takedown attempts in a fight with like 44, I think. Jeez. 44 takedown attempts. Now, he didn't land very many of them. I think in the fourth round, he'd only landed six. Wow. But the fact that he was able to go for that many takedowns, do you know how much energy it takes? Yeah, that's It's insane. honestly worse to get a takedown stopped energy-wise than it is to get the takedown because your energy is getting stopped, and then you got to try to get out of that bad position. This dude has got the cardio of somebody. I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen anything like it. It's wild. That's crazy. But uh, he destroyed Jan. I mean, Jan had some moments. Don't be wrong. But he neutralized Jan's. Like, all right. So one of the, one of Jan's greatest abilities is the fact that he can switch stances flawlessly. Right. Very fluid with his striking. Uh, Mirab uh, just landed so many leg kicks that really got rid of that uh, that ability to switch stances because his leg hurt so bad. On th- put that up with just constant aggression. That that's how I would describe this fight. Just Mirab with the constant aggression, pushing forward, never giving Peter Jan any second to like breathe or any. I mean, just in his face the whole fight. Swelled up his eye. I mean, it was just it was it was something to watch. Gotcha. I, I wish I could have seen it, man. It sounds like it was an awesome fight. Duishvili. Duishvili. Yeah. That's the it. question is, where do we go from here? Because Duishvili. His uh, stablemate is Aljo Sterling, yeah. the uh, the champion. So he has said before that he will wait until because Sterling's wanting to move up a weight class. I think, right? I'm not I, mistaken. To I think so. Weight. I think so. So I guess we'll see what happens. But you know, I wouldn't recommend sitting around too long because your time will pass you by for right. a moment. But Aljamain's a bad man. I, honestly, I thought Aljamain was a joke after the first fight against John. But after the second fight, I mean, there's still people that doubt him. But I mean, the way he shut down. Peter in the, in the second fight. I don't know how you can doubt him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it sounds like it was a great fight night. You can't beat free fights. Oh, you no. know what I'm saying? Especially when you're getting top 10 guys fighting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, we we can't move on without talking about the big fight that looks like it's 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 set for July 8th, yes. I believe. Stipe versus Jones. Stipe baby. and John Jones. What, what, what are the odds of Jones getting into a, another fight this year? I it's mean, crazy. He said he wanted to be active, and he's sticking. He's staying true. To well, the you words. know the UFC's got to love that too, because they are making so much money off oh, for of John sure. Jones just fighting. Period. Doesn't matter who he's fighting. So, well, I mean, what what do you think about it? I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but now that it's happening, I mean, it, it's real. It's. I think Stipe is a much tougher fight. Uh, Stipe is more well-rounded than Gon was. Uh, he doesn't have the knockout power that Gon had, and he's not as dynamic with the striking. But he's got Division One wrestling. Uh, he's a great grappler. I mean, he beat you know uh, Nagano uh, for the first time, got knocked out the second time, but still also beat Cormier in DC. Right now, did he do it as easy as Jones did? No. But this is heavyweights. So Jones doesn't move at heavyweight the way he moved at light heavyweight. You know, he still looks good, but he's not quite the same fighter as he was in the little time that we saw. Right. You know, uh, but I, I still give the answer to Jones. And this is going to be a Jones who knows what he was capable of at this weight. Now he can fine tune it. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's it's going to be a fun fight. And potentially we're seeing 
a Jones that's more motivated than he's ever been, at least according to him. He's never fought a GOAT. He considers Stipe the heavyweight GOAT. I mean, the only thing you could maybe compare it to is when he fought DC, the motivation with that, because you had the guy who was the heavyweight champion come down to fight you, who you hated his guts. So maybe some as much motivation there, but I mean, and look what he did with DC. I mean, right. He stopped DC's wrestling. Right. I mean, I don't think anybody can ever overstate how much of a you know an accomplishment that is to oh, stop a Olympian wrestler's wrestling. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, yeah. It's gonna be a good one. It's definitely gonna be a good one. Yes, sir. But. Uh, I'm I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to see everything moving forward in the UFC. Agreed. Also, uh, Vincent Henderson retired out of uh, Bellator. He uh, lost to another uh, Dagestani wrestler. Okay. You know, the champion over there. Did, uh, have you have you seen the not not to interrupt you? I apologize. It fun. just came to me. Have you all seen the the drama around Floyd Mayweather and Jake Paul? I'm not. Uh, I'm not. So supposedly, uh, you know, Jake Paul's been talking shit about Floyd Mayweather for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get him to fight. He says Floyd won't do it. So, well, yeah, because Jake Paul's like fucking 50 pounds heavier than Floyd Mayweather. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, apparently uh, Jake Paul said some stuff either about Floyd's sister, his girlfriend, his mom, some female in Floyd Mayweather's life. Jake maybe Paul, his mom's sister. Maybe something like that. <laughs> Anyways, they run into each other in public. You know, they're in the same area. Floyd and seven of his bodyguards just take off after Jake Paul. There's video of it. Jake and his bodyguard just take off hightailing it. Well, yeah, I'm like, I don't blame him. Yeah. Like, do the, 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 the whole thing has been everybody's calling Jake Paul a pussy for running and stuff. And I'm like, he, he had seven dudes twice his size <laughs> and the greatest boxer of all time trying to kill him, right? So, But no, apparently, uh, I, and you know how Floyd Mayweather works, right? So my question is, is all these public stunts the beginning to a fight that's soon to be announced? Man, yeah, I can't see that fight happening, though. I mean, for one, I can't imagine an athletic commission. Well, then again, they, no, I can't imagine an athletic commission sanctioning it because, yeah, they sanctioned McGregor versus Mayweather, but McGregor was also a professional fighter, just not in the same sport. Logan or Jake Paul has had, what, six fights? Something like that. You got six fights versus a guy who's had. How many fights? Floyd's what fifty and oh, fifty-one and oh. I don't see an athletic commission approving that. But even if they did, what weight class are you gonna fight at? Right. I mean, Mayweather is a small man and Jake Paul is a pretty big dude. I mean, not like you know, massive, but he is a you know, a legit easily two hundred pounds. Yeah. What weight class do you fight at? I, I don't know. I I agree with you. I mean I don't. I don't think it'll happen, but it, that seems like a stunt they would pull. It's public. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's just like well, celebrities. You know, they got to keep themselves in the media. They're building mm-hmm. something. Who knows what they're building? But they're trying to build hype for something. Right. It's it's going to be interesting to watch. I think the best feud Floyd Mayweather has ever been in though was with Fifty Cent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gage, that was fantastic week, fantastic 
episode segment, whatever you want to call it. Thank you, sir. We're having some good fights this year so far. Yeah, it's it's been great. A lot more great ones to come, too, yeah. especially over the next four or five months, man. It's going to be crazy. A lot of upsets. I'm still still living with, or still trying to adjust the fact that Valentina's not champion anymore. I know. I know. It's a lot to look forward to, Agreed. for sure. The UFC is a lot going on. Matthew, we're going to be in Vegas in a couple months. How are you feeling about that? I am so excited, man. I'm excited for like the next chapter in my life, like everything. I'm excited. I'm excited for you to come up here next weekend. Yeah, that's that's, that's going to be fun. Yeah, we got we got to build some hype for that while we're talking about it. I mean, there's a lot of big things coming up in the foul language world and the people. Yeah, make make sure you're checking out the foul language reps YouTube channel. There is a lot going on over there. Yeah, we especially lately. I mean. We've uploaded two full-length videos. We've got some shorts going on over there. Like, it's, we're killing it on YouTube right now. It's, I would like to take a second to just say that the fact that we have really stuck with this and our Facebook page blew up overnight, like, the fact that we're sticking with this and we're seeing the results since we started this back in October, um... I'm just proud of us. Honestly. I am too. I am too. I'm very proud. Very proud of of, of what we've done. Proud of you, Gage. Proud of you, man. I appreciate it. Proud of all of you. We got a vlog coming out. Um, don't know when exactly, um, but there's a lot of stuff in the works. So all I want to say is just make sure you're keeping an eye on the Fat Language Rips YouTube channel. We're building something. We're, we're, we're building like Floyd something. Mayweather and Jake Paul. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're basically doing the foul language version of uh, Jake Paul and Floyd Floyd Mayweather. But yeah. it, it's going to be good. It's coming. We don't know when it's coming, but we do know how it's coming. Right now, it's but just it's, rumor. But it's built with love, not hate. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're building rumors. Well, speaking of rumors, there's a lot of rumors floating around the NFL there is a whole lot going on. We've talked about the Carolina Panthers making the big move, climbing up the board to number one. I think they're taking C.J. Stroud. Matthew thinks it's Anthony Richardson. Gage, you're the Carolina fan here. Who are they taking? That's tough, man. You know, uh, I know Alex thinks young, most likely, right? Um, I honestly don't know. Maybe uh, maybe Stetson Bennett. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be a David Tamper move. Well, if you want a, an experienced quarterback, right? There's yeah. nobody older coming That's out of the true. He would, he would be older than most second-year quarterbacks <laughs> in the NFL already. No, I'm honestly, I'm, I think I'm leaning towards C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud. Yeah. But then again, with uh, I believe Alex is telling me there was a rumor that the Texans wanted Young, and then that, that shortly thereafter prompted Carolina to move up. So – that being said, Young is is possible. I mean, I don't know. We've talked about it, and Matthew, I, I don't know what how you feel about it, but Bryce Young to me is just way too small. It, yeah. it, I'm terrified for the dude. Five ten and a quarter, five ten and a half, whatever he was, 180 pounds. I, you could pick him up and throw him 50 yards. You know, it just it doesn't seem like. He's got all the intangibles you want in the head, too, Matthew. He's got the decision-making. He's got the accuracy. He's got the arm strength, honestly. And maybe not as well as, you know, Will Levis, per se, or C.J. Stroud, for instance, but 
Bryce Young's got everything but the size to be an NFL quarterback. Yeah, and there's another set of skills. Then you're just you're just not going to make it in the NFL, honestly. I mean, and think about the hits that he's going to take too, man. Like, right? Yeah, I think think of Aaron Donald. I mean hitting Bryce Young at, at full speed. Full but, speed. you know, with that said, the rules that the NFL has put in place to protect quarterbacks, right? If you had to have a position that's undersized outside of the kicker, the quarterback's it. I mean, no other position on the field, like I said, other than kicker or punter, could you have an undersized, undersized position? Quarterback's one of your best bets. But know? yeah, Here's the thing with that. Speaking as a man that did play high school football quarterback, I struggled at that level seeing over the offensive line. Mm -hmm. Like, to be able to see the field, and unless you're just fantastic at reading cover two, cover three, man coverage, everything like that, it's it's tough to see over the the offensive lineman, especially when I've got a, you know, big man stand that I had to see over here. I struggled. (laughs) Just right off in there. That's yep. true. But with that said, he has proven that he can do it in college. You and, can, and but college the problem, boys are big boys. The problem, and he, yes, he played at Alabama. Yes, he did. He played in a pro style offense. Yes, he did. He played behind professional offensive linemen. Absolutely. But you cannot play out of the shotgun for 98% of your snaps in the NFL. You just can't do it. It will not work. Right. Maybe he's going to be the exception. Tua's small. Tua's bigger than Bryce Young, though, is the problem. And you've seen Tua, what happened to him this year. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be – there's there's so much – to, to, to dive into here, uh, Carolina, and there's been rumors now that Carolina could end up trading back out of the number one pick. Well, they better get a lot for it. <laughs> Why would you do it, Matthew? If you're, well, if you got well, up there, you didn't really like what you saw, <laughs> and now you want Will Anderson. That's what I'm thinking. I will say, Bryce Young is six foot, but Kyler Murray's 5'10. So and, he is taller dude, than Kyler Murray. Bryce Young is officially. Five foot ten and a half at the combine, though. Oh, is it combine? Yeah. Well, that's a half inch. But I mean, either way, you're still five foot ten and a half. Five foot ten and a half. So why is he listed six foot online? They they do that in college. They yeah, do it. They make, they make them look bigger. Than, you know, it's just one of those things. But his official height five ten and a half. So he's a half inch taller than Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. So you're looking like a you're looking at a Kyler Murray quarterback, pretty much. Yeah, but Kyler Murray, how what's what does Kyler Murray weigh? Does, does does can you find that really quick? Because I'm curious. That. Because Bryce Young is is built like two oh seven. There that he's he's thirty pounds heavier than. But Bryce is Young. it possible he'd come in and they would tell him to? He would have to. I think that I, he's going to get drafted. There's no question yeah. about it. He's going to end up somewhere. He's going to probably start day one. Um, I don't think that's the right call. Do you, Matthew? I think if you're going to bring in a guy like that who needs some time to get prepared, you bring him in and set him behind somebody who is going – he's going to be able to learn from him. Look what Alex Smith done for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I think I think if Carolina does go Bryce Young or whoever, he's not going to start. I think Sam Darnold is still your quarterback. And quite honestly, I don't think anyone's talking about the fact that this might motivate Sam Darnold to kind of pick it up, so to speak, and potentially having a fantastic year himself this year. I mean, we don't know. <laughs> There's too many holes. 
in that Carolina offense even bigger now with DJ Morgan that they're not gonna they're not gonna win the division this year. Right. No, no, not with Derek Carr moving in into that division. Um, you know, we're we're gonna get around to that division in a couple weeks uh, for sure to talk more about that. Um, now, do you think there's any weight to the rumors that uh uh what's his face from Tennessee the running back Derek Henry? Derek that's what Derek I was Henry, yeah. that's what I was about to get around too. That you know the 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 hype is growing around him being sent and Tennessee's just getting rid of everybody. They got rid of Ben Jones. The dude missed one game, his entire football career. That's high school, college and pros. Pretty sure he's an eighth or ninth year pro. He's missed one game in his entire career. The staple of that offensive line. Not only that, they got rid of Taylor Lewan. Derek Carr is on the trade block. Bud Dupree has been sent away. What's going on in Tennessee? And you know who Derrick Henry's been working out with recently, don't you? Uh, probably whoever's going to bring him to Miami. No. <laughs> he actually posted pictures on Instagram of him doing personal workouts with Von Miller. All right. Von Miller needs to go worry about his chicken farm, okay? <laughs> he needs to let Derrick Henry come back home to Miami. It makes sense. That's where he's from. He still owns all the high school records down there. Actually, if he's coming back home, he's going to Jacksonville, but that's just not happening because he played at uh, near shoot. Uh, it, it's in Amelia Island, and I should know the name. I can see their jerseys too. They were yellow and green. Green and yellow. Yeah. Uh, ne, it'll come to me. Anyways, if he's going back home, he's going to Jacksonville. Now he needs to go to Carolina. It's the, can you imagine the Travis Etienne and Derrick Henry combination, Trevor? No, that would be scary. That would be, that would be scary. Where do you, where do you think he'll end up, Gage? Where do you realistically, where do you think Derrick Henry ends up? I'm honestly afraid to say. Like, I, I hope Carolina, but I don't know. Maybe if he's working out Von Miller, though, it's possible. He's Broncos, not, so. yeah. We don't have cap room. We're gonna. I no. tell, I know who Buffalo is going after in the draft. We're going after Bijan Robinson. That's who we're getting. I feel very confident. Another rookie running back, though, Matthew. This yeah, is all we, things uh, Buffalo with Matthew Chap. No, I'm just kidding. It's, <laughs> it's been too long. Now, do you do you really think another rookie running back is the I answer do. for Buffalo? Yep. We just uh, it's rumored that we're not picking up Singletary's fifth year option, so we're letting him go, and that leaves Cook and Naeem Hines, which I'm totally fine with that being. Um, like our, our running back backfield and then drafting a late running back. Maybe Bijan falls to us in the second, third round. I don't think so, but that's wishful thinking. I want us to draft a wide receiver with the that's first. That's what pick. I was going to ask is, do you believe that a running back is the right choice? No, here? I don't, but I think that's where we're going, but I don't think so. I think we have to go wide receiver. Like the fact that the week before – our playoff game against Cincinnati, we're pulling up John Brown and Cole Beasley from the practice squad, like something right right there. And Stefan Diggs (laughs) posting on Instagram and social media that he's going to be a cowboy with his brother and unfollowing Buffalo and everything like that. Like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't want to add the pain. You just stack it on top of you. But when Tremaine Edmonds signs with the Dolphins in a couple weeks, I'm going to buy a jersey. So when the Dolphins and Buffalo play each other next year, we can both wear Tremaine Edmonds jerseys. (laughs) You know, honestly, 
he's I, wherever he goes. Like I, I, I am a diehard Buffalo fan and will be until the day I die. Well, wherever it would be he goes. I will buy his jersey. Where it'll be great for you if he just comes to Miami. What? I hope he does. I hope. He does. <laughs> I hope if he's leaving, he's going to Miami. Honestly, I, I personally think Miami telling Byron Jones that he's going to be released. It's all but a foregone conclusion that Jordan Poyer will be a Miami Dolphin in the coming weeks. You know what's going to be crazy if Poyer and Edmonds are both Dolphins? Yeah, I don't think Miami can afford to pay them both, uh, especially – I mean, let us let's let me get into this for a second. Without Alex being here to back me up, I, I need I need a couple minutes. But <laughs> Hi, Alex. I, I, think, I think Miami's plan here is to um, – it, well, they're the reason why there's only 31 first-round picks this year, but I'll get past that. Um, I, I think Miami's plan here is to put their money into the defensive side of the ball this year. Um, not all of it, I guess, but free agent-wise, I think they're going to pick up some quality free agents. Maybe it is Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer. I think it's probably going to be something more like Levante David and Jordan Poyer. I think Tremaine Edmonds – I would love to see, for your sake, Matthew, I would love to see him stay in Buffalo, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But Miami's got to Miami's got to bring in some veterans on the defensive side of the ball. You've got Xavier Howard in that. There, there's a possibility of Darius Slay, too, Matthew. I don't, I don't know if you've seen this, but Darius Slay, they've said uh, there's a good chance he won't be returning to Philadelphia. Well, they gave him permission to seek a trade if he wants to. I don't know why you'd leave Philadelphia other than they just don't have money or they've told him, hey, we're moving some cap space. You're a little bit older. We need to pay Jalen Hurts. You know, that, that's what I think has happened to him. I think you're crazy if you leave Philadelphia, honestly. But, you know, he is kind of up in years. So I could I could see him signing a one-year contract somewhere else and calling it quits after this year. Right. It, it's just weird. I, I, I don't know what, what's going to end up happening. But uh, I think Miami, it's it's a foregone conclusion that Jordan Poyer will be a Miami dog. When's the official start of free agency? I don't know. I know we're only like – 40 some days from the draft. So it's. I think it might open Monday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be coming soon. Let, let's see what we can find here. I feel like I feel like it's going to be Monday. Uh, it, it is. It, well, it's actually um, Wednesday, March fifteenth. March fifteenth at one p.m. And so, I guarantee you, that's at one p.m. on March fifteenth. We're going to be posting on the Foul Language Facebook page, and we're going to be saying Jordan Poyer to Miami. Call yeah. it now. Time yeah. stamp. I agree. I agree. Um, but we, we got a segment coming up, guys. We don't want to waste too much more time. We've got another scouting report this week. Matthew, I know you've got a lot of law stuff going on today, so let's get into this foul language scouting report. Week two, talking about the AFC West. Now, where are we going to start at here, boys? Because we got the Super Bowl champions coming out of this division. <laughs> so there's there's quite a bit to talk about, in my opinion. You've got a division where Sean Payton is moving into the head coaching job of the Denver Broncos. So let's start right there. Matthew, you hadn't been on in a while. Let's start with you, brother. Sure. So I think I, I, let's talk about how the AFC West ended. Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos. I feel very confident in saying that it's not going to be that way again next year. I personally think, just hear me out, 
that let's just talk about strict standings. One, Chiefs. I think we can all agree with that. Absolutely. I think two is going to be the Broncos next year. Really? I'm saying I, it right. I can agree with that. Especially if Sean Payton's able to get Rex Ryan in on that coaching staff like he wants to do. That yeah. that would be a dream staff. Yeah. And then to just, you know, hold down the fort, you just have, oh, I don't know, Russell Wilson. Derek. Right. You've got uh, Javante Williams coming back off the injury. That You've got talent galore on the offensive side. you just got to find that piece to put it together, and Sean Payton is that piece. I think – I'm thinking Broncos go, let's say, 12-5 and five next year. I think that's pretty solid bet. And then right after that, I've got the Chargers, you know, 10-7, and 11-6, whatever. Char- Chargers going to Chargers for sure. <laughs> going to yeah, Chargers for sure. They're Four good for 10-11 games a year, but uh... – when it comes to the playoffs, they just can't do it. Is Justin Herbert going to be the guy to get him over that hump, though? No, you've got to find. I mean, he he's the he's at the hump. All right, he he is at the hump. But you've got to find a coaching staff and decision makers around him to push it past that hump. I mean, they're so close, dude. They're so close. But there's there's a lot of up in years. I will say it. Well, I, and, I think he's about done. Right, and that's what I was about to say. There's a lot of speculation that maybe the Chargers lose some key pieces this year. Khalil Mack kind of disappointed when he moved into there. What happened to Khalil Mack? I think they just didn't put him in the right position to make plays, honestly. Like, he, he didn't someone correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he sustained a big injury that just kind of went under the radar that we don't really know about. I think they didn't use him in situations to which he's used to in the past, which is the pass rush. If you notice this past year, he was playing on running downs. He was playing on first and second down. They did the complete opposite of what he did so good with Oakland and the bears. I don't understand it at all, but that's what I'm saying. Getting back to the coaching staff, in charges, they're just going to charge, right? Like, they're just such a disorganized franchise that no one knows what they're doing, which leads me to the next disorganized franchise in the, in the <laughs> AFC West, which is the Raiders. The Raiders. How many games is Josh McDaniel going to win this year? Six? Seven? I don't know. Thirteen, maybe? I mean, because we've seen it. I, I don't – who's going to be the quarterback? Is it Big Dick Stedham? I guess it's Stidham right now. I mean, they have they have looked pretty good. I think they have the seventh pick this year in the draft. And uh, do they go after Will Levis? Maybe. I think he might be there with the seventh pick. Do they go after Stetson Bennett? Maybe. (laughs) Jared Stidham? I don't know. I, I I don't I don't either. It's it's such a it's such a what are they doing with Josh Jacobs? Let's start there because the season that Josh Jacobs had this past year was incredible. We all seen it. We all seen what he done to all of us in fantasy football this year. What are they going to do with him? Cause they declined picking up his fifth year option, but how much can you pay him? Uh, you pay him what he he's worth it. You pay the man, especially if, you know, you're not going to re-sign Darren Waller to another big contract. He just hit 30 years old, I, I, and he had some injury problems. I don't see him staying there too much longer. Josh Jacobs is in the prime of his career right now. Pay the man, give him what he wants, move on. Don't make the same mistake that Tennessee did by paying Ryan Tannehill 
and not paying um, Derrick Henry, and we see where that led a few years later. In my opinion, this is the Raiders' Tennessee moment, I'll call them. Pay your running back, draft a quarterback, build the O-line in free agency, and this is your chance to right the wrong and be able to get this franchise out of the dirt and keep moving forward. I think this is their off-season moment. If they don't do it now, they're missing a big opportunity. So where do you see these four teams going in the draft? Kansas City at 31 should be 32, but said they fucking took the Dolphins' first-round pick. We won't get into that. 31, Kansas City picking. Where? where who, who you got going here, Matthew? I think I don't I don't that's too late for me to give a uh, an actual name that I think may or may not be there. If I'm Kansas City, I think I'm going to go wide receiver. Honestly, you know, keep doing what you're doing good. Don't change anything. You've got some young talent at wide receiver um, in this draft class that I think might be very, very, very good and under the radar. I think his name is. Uh, from TCU. Is it Quentin Johnston? Quentin Johnston? Dude, I think he's going to be the steal of the draft. I don't think people are giving him enough credit. We talked a little bit about him last week. Uh, we, he's got the size. He's, he doesn't have the blazing, you know, 4-3 speed, but he can go up and he can take the top off of these defenders and and contest any ball that you want to throw at him. You know, he's uh, – if, if, if he makes it to Kansas City at 31, I think it's going to be – um, a shame because I think he's a top 10 talent to be yeah, honest with. You. I do too. And you know what we haven't seen yet from Kansas city is we've seen the speed, the burners, you know, Patrick Mahomes obviously can do anything and everything he wants to. Maybe the next evolution of this offense is to find these big wide receivers that he can just throw it up to in the end zone. Maybe right. that's the next evolution. And I think Johnston might be the way to go if he falls that late. I don't think he will fall that late, but I'm saying I think I think that's who Kansas City should go for. Good. what do you think about Kansas City? I kind of think they might go with an edge rusher. I'm thinking maybe Derek Hall out of uh, Auburn. Okay, hey, that's a that's a that's a solid pick. I mean, I think they are letting Frank Clark go. Uh, you can't let Chris Jones walk after the season that he had. Uh, there's no question about it. I think it's there's a possibility they could go. I don't know who's going to be available on the the tackle side of things uh, that late in the draft, but I don't know if they're going to be keeping Orlando Brown Jr., which would be a huge loss to that offensive line. So if they're not planning on paying him. Content, you know, continuing to give him the money that he deserves, then yeah, maybe they'll go to to an offensive lineman did, here. Did you see where Brown Jr. is rumored to go? No, is it Miami, Chicago? Oh wow, they have the cap space to pay him what he wants. That's insane, man. That's insane. That could you? I mean, Chicago's really putting putting a team together here. What? It's it's crazy. I don't. I, they're they're trying, but at the end of the day, that front office does not care about football, and they're not going to take the time this off season to do what they need to do. Honestly, right. that just that's my bold statement. But getting back to the draft class order in the AFC West, uh, who we got the Chargers taking this year? Where are they going? I think they're going to take Jalen Hyatt. You think so? Yeah. Receiver out of Tennessee. Yeah. It's. I don't know that they're they're in such a weird position, Matthew. In my opinion, because yeah, I mean, what they're picking top 
they're picking 20, 21, 21st. somewhere right in yep. there. So you, you got to think over the over the past couple of years, they've had some really good draft picks. They've got maybe the best young offensive lineman in Rashawn Slater in the NFL. It, it's been his growth has been incredible. As long as he stays healthy, that offensive line with uh, uh, Zion Johnson, their draft pick from last year. Incredible. Their offensive line is great. I don't think they got to worry about quarterback. They don't got to worry about running back. They don't got to worry about tight end, really. I mean, Gerald Everett played very well. He is getting older. They've got Donald Parham. You know, he's so there's a couple first round tight ends is a possibility, but I see him taking an edge rusher here. Whoever is the best edge rusher available that late, is it possibly they could 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 try to trade up here? Yeah. Maybe. But I, I see him going with an interior defensive lineman or an edge rusher. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, they've got some definite problems in the defense. They tried making moves this past year. It didn't work. You've got to start with the big boys and move out. I think edge rusher or interior D-line was the perfect way to go. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I guess next would be uh, – where Where does Denver pick in this draft? Or 67. Oh, they don't have a first. They don't have no. a first. That's right. No, That's yeah, right. they're That's pick right. 68, 67th overall thanks to Miami. Shoo, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I've got a bold statement that I think that they might do. I think a lot of people are forgetting about Hendon Hooker. And I think you might – he's got some injury questions. I think he might, might fall to Denver. And, you know, Russell Wilson kind of raised a question mark this past year. Now, he's yeah. still got some good years. I get that. But I'm saying I think a safe bet is to take Hendon Hooker here with their first pick. Is it? Do you think it's possible that they try to? Because I don't know how soon Javante is going to be back from this injury. I think there's a good chance he'll miss – Maybe the first month of the regular season still. I yeah. I I don't think they go running back though. I think that there's some decent ones you can pick up in free agency. Um, I just don't see this running back class being that good. I think this is the year of the quarterback, which is interesting because last year was not the year of the quarterback draft class. Yeah, they and they they kind of there. There's two names right that that really stick out in this draft at running back, and that's kind of it. And it's Bijan Robinson and it's um, uh, Jameer Gibbs from yep. Alabama. So those are the two big names. If they're going to make it that far, I don't know. I think they're probably early second rounders. That's where you kind of start to get your quality running backs usually. So it's going to be interesting to see what, you know, late second round pick or is that that's a, the beginning that's of a third, third round? round yeah. yeah, early third round pick for their first. So it's going to be interesting to see who's available. Do they try maybe to turn Jerry Judy into a first round pick? Because I think he's been very unhappy this past season with Jerry Jude or with uh, Russ. I, I know they a lot of back and forth between that whole team. So I think there's a possibility Jerry Judy gets moved here, um, and they will should be able to turn that into a first round pick. Don't you think, Matthew? Yeah, I, I think Jerry Judy is a definite first round talent. I think he was definitely misused through a lack of quarterback stability, including Russell Wilson, since he's been in the league. And I think he's still a first round talent easy. So do you think there's a possibility that that is what Kansas City does? Kansas City 
trades for Jerry Judy, that big guy that they're looking for, who has the speed too. Oh, yeah. Mass, he's big and he's got the speed. So what if what if uh, uh, Denver tries to trade back into the first round on the ass end that right there at thirty one, and that's where they take Bijan Robinson if he's there. That's where they take Jameer Gibbs if he's there. Right. Yeah, I, I definitely could see that. The only reason that I'm saying take Hendon Hooker that late is I think he'll fall that late, and I just I don't think there's anyone there that. Uh, the Broncos could go after that's that late. So I think the only alternative is to try to trade back into the first round. But if you do that, I I would play hardball if I was any team. And, you know, the guys from Walmart came to me and said, hey, we want to move back into the first round. <laughs> <laughs> I know how bad they're hurting, and I would play hardball on them. Yeah. Yeah, I would too. I would too. It's going to be fun to watch, but we got one last team to cover here, and that is the Las Vegas Raiders. Gage, what do you think they're doing here? I think they're going to pick up a quarterback, maybe Will Will Levis, possibly Anthony Richardson if he's still available. Um, I think they'll probably get another quarterback, maybe in free agency, like a veteran one to yeah. kind of tutor or mentor right. a new quarterback, but that, that's kind of what I'm building over there. I agree. I, I think that would be the thing to do, and I think Will Levis will be available at seven. I think he's my favorite quarterback in this draft, personally. I, he, he's got everything. He just needs to – to 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 fix you know to to get better more well rounded is what I'm trying to say he's he doesn't have that far to go and at seven it's crazy that the Raiders are here this yep. year at, at, at a top ten pick they were in the playoffs last year you know this is a very good team they've got a lot of talent if, and they done they they improved themselves so much just by getting Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the NFL. So you get a guy that can get him the ball. Will Levis has a cannon. You put Devontae out there and you let him do his thing. Let Will Levis, if he can get him the ball, the Raiders are a brand-new football team, brand-new football team. So, yeah, I agree. Seven, if Will Levis is there, even if Anthony Richardson's still there, I go with Will Levis. Agreed. I'd take Will Levis easy if he's there. 100%. It's going to be fun to watch. There's a lot coming up. Next week, we're going to have a whole new division. Next week, Alex should be back. Next week is going to be fantastic. I hope you enjoyed this week, though, because that's what it's all about. Yeah. This show right here. Yeah. This show right here in this moment with you guys. I love everything about it. Don't forget to be keeping an eye on the Foul Language Rips YouTube channel. We got some big stuff coming up. Matthew. Big. (laughs) (laughs) But we appreciate you taking your time to listen to us today. This has been episode 14 of the Foul Language Podcast. Don't forget to go watch. What was it called again, Matthew? Uh, Gunpowder, starring Kit Harrington. That's we're we're everyone here for those listening at home and abroad and in the Foul Language studio. Go watch that. We're going to talk about it next week, and I think I think you're going to like what you see. Gunpowder starring Kit Harrington. Where can they find it, Matthew? HBO Max. HBO Max. Go check that out. We hope you've had a fantastic time like we have. Peace out. Bye. Bye.